Shalom everybody and Shavua Tov. We are now continuing with where we left off in Likutei Alachot, section Orachayim, Hilchot Nefilat Apayim, the laws of falling on one's face, discourse number four, paragraph number eight, uh, towards the beginning. Uh, we're going to reiterate something. At this point, from this paragraph really, and to the upcoming paragraphs, Rav Nostin is going to go into the whole chunk of the month of Adar, which includes the four parshiot read in Adar, and Purim, of course, and into Nisan and Pesach and eventually to Shavuot. And he shows how these two months, in particular the preparation of Pesach, Nisan being the month of Adar, as being a symbol and a representative representation of what's going to take place in the future. Rabbi Nachman stressed in this lesson, 24 Likut Imran, Nosan is opening it up for us, that the key for redemption, this, the, the prerequisite for redemption is joy. Commensurate to the joy a person has, that's how much of a, a redemption he'll have. That'll be for sure in the future. But even today, when a person needs a personal redemption in any area, the prerequisite is simcha. So what we're not going to show now, how... What takes place in the month of Adar, in particular the four parshiot and Purim, how they represent stages which lead to the redemption, like we said earlier. The Gemara quoted the Gemara, Benisan Nigalu Benisan Atidin that the Jews were redeemed in the, in the story of, of the redemption from Egypt in the month of Nisan. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion in the Gemara, that also Nisan, the, the Jews will be redeemed in the future. So Rav Nosan says, that's the case. What takes, before, take place, what takes place before Nisan, which is the month of Adar, is what leads to the redemption. In our context, the Simcha prerequisite, which Rav Nosan will go into fine detail, how Simcha is shown, and all the rectifications which are, which are resulted in Simcha, are hinted to in the Parshiot read in the month of Adar, the devotions of Adar, which we already tapped into a little bit. And all this is a preparation for the redemption of Pesach. And Rav Nosson showing how in, in detail how this is. We're going to see now the hints and the correlation to Simcha leading to redemption as they fit into the Parsha of Shkalim, Zachor, Purim, we saw already a little, if you, if you recall, Parshat Para, Chodesh, and then leading into Nisan and Pesach Bezat Hashem, and Chametz and Matzah. So Nosin now says like this, and he starts his trek on this journey of opening up to us the necessity and power of joy, and how it's activated in the devotions of this amazing month of Adar. This now is the concept of the Parshashkalim, which is technically the first stage in the preparation for redemption. The opening stage of beginning now to have the redemption is Parshashkalim. Really, it's right before Adar. It's the Shabbat before Rosh Chodesh Adar. But as is a known Hasidic idea and a Kabbalistic idea, that the Shabbat preceding any day. If like in the upcoming week there's going to be like a holiday or a festival, the Shabbat preceding already has a foretaste of that day, of that month. You can already feel it in the Shabbat preceding that day or that month, etc. So Parashat Shkalim is read on the Shabbat right before Rosh Chodesh Adar. 
sorry, and it contains already secrets of the message of the month of Adar. So it says like this: "V'zeu bechinat parshat shkalim ki mitzvat shkalim he bishvil hakorbanot uktoret shalideze ikar aliyat nitzotzot hakdoshim in haklipot." Because the mitzvah of shkalim, what did it go to? The mitzvah of shkalim. So I should just a recap was the obligation of every Jew, whether poor, whether rich, they give what's called half a shekel. The rich person can't give more, and the poor person can't exempt himself. Everyone has to give this minimum amount of half a shekel. It's not so much of money. Okay? Everyone is obligated to give it. And the reason why, number one, it was to give a census, to count how many Jews over the age of 20 there are. And number two, where it went to. That's the main thing. Where did the shkalim go to? They went for a high purpose. Because the midst of the shkalim, the half shekels that the Jewish people gave, it was went for, the money went towards the sacrifices in the temple and the ktoret, the incense, the money to purchase the fragrances of the incense and the money to purchase the animals for the sacrifices and all monetary things involved in these two items. And what's so special about the Korbanot and the Ktorot? That specifically through these two items, a sacrifice and incense, that the following takes place. That the holy sparks are elevated from the klipot, the evil forces. This is a concept delved into deeply by the Arizal and also in the Zohar, that the reason why we offer korbanot, we take a low animal, and the low animal becomes a reach nichoach l'ashem, a pleasant fragrance to God. We took a physical animal, and by sacrificing it in the temple, it became one of the highest things possible. The incense also, the incense, the fragrances in this specific combination of these 11, the special fragrance emitted and also spread, offered, if you want to say, in the temple, it did something. What did it do? It clears the airwaves. The impurity in the air of the klipot is totally destroyed and holy sparks trapped in the evil domain are elevated. So both the korbanot do that, the korbanot taking a physical animal, and the person bringing the sacrifice, or Am Yisrael in general, the, the korban tamid shashachar was a general sacrifice, so the money came from the shkalim, okay? So the, the, the morning tamid shashachar, and the afternoon tamid shabin arbaim, were like sin offerings, to atone, meaning to elevate sparks that are trapped due to sin, to re-release them, and bring them back up. That's what the korban does. And the ktorat, on the level of smell, of scent, did that. The airwaves, where the air is always affected by impurity, unfortunately, the ktorat goes to the source of the impurity by being sent, of a, fra- a special fragrance going into the impurity of the air, releasing the holy sparks trapped therein. So both korbanot, sacrifices, and ktorat represent the elevation of holy sparks trapped in the evil. And now, the shkalim was the money that went towards that. So it's as if the money of the shkalim, the shkalim represent, because the final goal is elevating holy sparks that came out through the sacrifices and the incense. So the shkalim themselves represent elevating holy sparks of holiness trapped in impurity. Okay? So now, Rabbi Nachman spoke about this in Lesson 24. He said there's something synonymous, a common factor to that, 
is the following. Valken Neemar Bakobanot Uktoret Simcha. Bilachman said in lesson 24 that doing mitzvot with joy is exactly like the Ktoret and the Korbanot. The Korbanot, Rav Nosson's adding here, because Ktoret is really more severe. Both do it. You need both, because there's certain devotion, certain holiness trapped that the Korbanot can free, but there's like Tipul Shoresh, where a person needs like a root canal, that's what the Ktoret does. It goes into the deep sins that a person really, really is trapped in and elevates them. And he teaches... Rabbi Nachman, that doing mitzvot with joy has exact same power to elevate the holiness trapped in the evil. So Rav Nosson says here, it's equal. We find in the Torah, written regarding korbanot and ktoret, simcha, because since simcha does the exact same thing, so one plus one equals two, ktoret and, and, and korbanot, sacrifices and incense are synonymous with joy. That's why he says, Rav Nosin, Valkem, Neemar Bakorban Doktorat Simcham. Therefore, we find written in the Torah, when discussing the obligation to bring sacrifices and the obligation to make Ktorat, and the actual existence of Ktorat, we find the term of joy associated with them. Rav Nosin brings three verses to show this. Like we find regarding the sacrifices, this is a verse in Dvarim, the book of Dvarim, chapter 12, verse 7, it's in Parshat Re'eh. The verse reads, after listen, listing uh, all the sacrifices you will bring to, bring to the Holy Temple, to the place that Hashem chooses, that's verse number 6, it says, You will bring to there all these type of sacrifices that the, 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 the verse lists. And then verse 7, And you will eat there, meaning the sacrifices that, you're, that you should be eating from, before God your Lord. And then the verse says, And as a result of all these sacrifices, you will rejoice in anything you touch. Okay? You and your families, your households. Just according to Hashem, the blessing that Hashem has blessed you, your Lord has blessed you. So here Rav Nosson shows Simcha is associated with a sacrifice because the verse says, and you will be happy in everything you touch. Because of what? Because of what it said before? Because you will bring your sacrifices and offer them the olot. and the So the sacrifices are associated with joy. That's Rav Nosson's first proof. Second proof, based on another verse coming up also in the book of Dvarim. We're talking about chapter uh, 26, verse 11. He brings another pasuk here. It's based on the on the on the on the the, the 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 this verse. The wording is based on this verse. Right, the actual verse reads like this. And you come to bow down, prostrate to Hashem. That's the bird verse preceding that verse number ten. And then it says in verse eleven again, chapter twenty-six, Parshat Kitavo. And you will rejoice in all of the good that Hashem has given to you by bringing the sacrifices and prostrating to Hashem the three times of the year and, and coming to Yerushalayim, etc. What it says earlier before there with the Bikurim, this is Parshat Kitavo. And you will rejoice in all the good because of the sacrifices, because of coming to the Beit HaMikdash and having the sacrifices done. So in other words, representation of the sacrifices in general. As a result, and you will rejoice in all of the good in which Hashem, your Lord, has given to you and your household. Rav Nosson, he just changes the wording a little. because He wants to bring out a point. Where Rav Nosson reads, And you'll be happy in all the goodness through the sacrifices, you and your family, your households. And Rav Nosson says, it's not limited to, the, to just these two verses. 
right? V'chayotze bazeh b'psukim harbeh. And we find similar languages in many verses regarding the joy associated with sacrifices. That's with sacrifices. Joy and sacrifices. V'chen b'ktoret ne'emah. And also, by the ktoret, we also find in Mishle, Proverbs. This is the verse that Rabbi Nachman himself brings in Likutei Moran Lesson 24. Proverbs, chapter Mishle, chapter 27, verse 9, where it says there, Ktoret yesamach lev. Shemen, the, 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 the full verse really reads, Shemen uktoret yesamach lev. The oil, which is like the anointing oil, or the menorah, some say, and the ktoret bring joy to the heart. Because that's what it does. It brings joy. The smell of the, of the of their ktoret brought joy. And as Rabbi Nachman himself brings in Nikotimran, lesson 24, mentioned above. So we see that Shkalim, that we read the Parsha, we're not, we're not necessarily giving the Shkalim to do today. We'd give on the eve of Purim what's called Zecher Lemachatzit Shekel, and to commemorate the Machatzit Shekel. But on Parsha Shkalim, we actually read the Parsha dealing with it, and the reading of it on the national level. Every Jew in the world who keeps Torah, obviously, <laughs> you know, we read on the Shabbat Shkalim the, the additional uh, Torah portion from the second Sefer Torah. It's the it's called the Maftir, which talks about the money going towards the korbanot. So automatically, Rav Nosen is trying to say, us reading this parsha on Shkalim, Shabbat Shkalim before Adar, is to activate the initial level of Simcha. That's why it's so important, Shabbat Shkalim, it's the beginning point of activating Simcha. Because since the Shkalim went towards the sacrifices and the Ktoret, and they bring about elevating a holiness trapped in, uh, holy sparks trapped in the evil and Simcha is synonymous like he's showing us right now with these verses so reciting the Shkalim hearing the Parsha of Shkalim on Shabbat Shkalim before Adar is to bring into a person's heart Simcha that's the goal Okay, now Rosen goes further to show these ideas of simcha associated with the sacrifices look at the actual devotion of the Korbanot itself look what happened Look what he says. Thus we find, and we can now understand the following, that the Levites, not the Kohanim, but the Levim, the Levites, would be playing, winning us over, winning the listeners over their hearts with song and music on the Dukhan, which is a special stage for the Levites playing the musical instruments in the Holy Temple, during the sacrifices, right? We say, Kwanim Bavodatam, Leviim Beduchanam, Beshiram Bezimram. We say in the Musaf prayer of the Shalosh Regalim, right? That the, the Levites were on the Duchan, that's the platform they were standing on, singing and playing musical instruments. Shir Vezemer, okay? So that was being done at the time of the sacrifice. Why? Shavros is explaining. Why? What is song and melody and music? It's the concept of joy. That's the whole purpose of music and singing is to put a person in a joyous, positive spirit. Okay? This was necessary at the time of the sacrifices and the ktort, which was also offered at the time of the sacrifice, at least the korban tamid, which also had the levim playing music at the time. Okay? So what was going on here? Music was needed. Why? Because through the Korbanot and the Ktoret, all the holy sparks are elevated, like we said earlier. And what, what does that also? 
what is that synonymous to? Vaikar al simcha shenimshechet al korbanot uktorim. And this is mainly done through the joy that is drawn through the korbanot uktorim. Since korbanot uktorim generate joy, and at the same time the korbanot uktorim elevate the holy sparks trapped. So the equation one plus one equals two. So automatically korbanot uktorim is simcha itself. Because that's what Simcha does that, Korbanot do that, Ktor does that. It's synonymous. That's why music was being played at the time. Elevating the Holy Sparks is through joy. Because that's what the Korbanot and Ktor represent. Okay? And the main, because the main way of the elevating the Holy Sparks is through the joy that is drawn through the sacrifices and the incense. Ki ikar aliyat ha-kdusha min ha-kripot hu simcha kan Such an important point. To know the essence of elevating holiness from amongst the evil forces is specifically is through joy like we mentioned above earlier and this is the whole idea of the first initial parsha of Shkalim that we read before Rosh Chodesh Adar as a preparation for the redemption of Nisan